The information on this show is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content contained on this show is for general information purposes only. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained through or from this show with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. Thank you and enjoy today's episode of The Matthew Dark Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Matthew Dark Show. So we weren't able to get our usual episode out to you this week. However, I was asked by your gracious host to do a little ranting and raving of my own. Yet, I am not politically literate enough to entertain you all for a full hour. So we're just going to take some previous segments that Matthew recorded and put them on for today's show. I may chime in whenever I have something to say, or this may be the only time you hear my voice. We'll see how this goes. The first segment to start off with is one where Matthew pretty much talks about the love he has for liberals and their obsession for a clean, green environment, which I am not opposed to. However, at what cost do we dive into that now and how strong do we go into that without interfering the lives of millions of people? That's a very good question, ladies and gentlemen. Let's begin. All right, folks, welcome in. Welcome aboard. Matthew Dark with you. The Matthew Dark Show, News Talk 1100 WCGA. Always great to be with you, whether this is your first time with us or your 45th show with us. We thank you. It's been a great uh, summer so far. It's hot. But that's prompting a resurgence and a hysterical resurgence in this climate change movement. We will get to that deep, deep this show. Democrats are dangerous for a number of reasons. Climate change being their addiction, their obsession, their god, their idol. That's probably the most dangerous feature about them. Blows COVID out of the water. So we would nail them on that. Of course, show producer Tarek Jean, always with us, always fresh with us. Email the show. You need more info. You need this. You need that. The Matthew Dark Show at gmail.com. We're in the middle of July, folks. And July, historically, pretty much everywhere in the you know northern hemisphere, certainly the United States, experiences a warmer temperature mid-July than it did, say, maybe mid-December. Now, they will tell you in the UK that because it's reached 104 degrees and then it cools way off right after that, right? So, so an anomaly weather that comes in for a handful of days or less is going to prompt global elites to now say, this is the moment in time in which we simply must save the planet. We're dying. We're, we're, even though we want to abort children and vaccinate six-month-olds, we must stop consuming fossil fuels immediately for the sake of our children and our grandchildren. They'll start that stuff. It's already happening. Joe Biden, this is the irony of the Joe Biden White House, the irony, the hypocrisy, we've talked about how suffocating it is. He's going to declare the climate a national crisis and executive order this, executive order this, executive order that, all the way through. Limitless power, or, or excuse me, stretching the limits of his power through executive order in the sake of a national emergency, climate change. Okay, so just absorb that all for a second, as then you think about the actual crises that this White House, he himself, his hysterical and really evil handlers have thrown upon the average American that wants nothing to do with this stuff. Nothing, nothing, nothing. If you ask most people, and this is like 99 out of 100, what's the number one 
crisis in America right now, probably you'll find one that'll tell you the climate, climate change, global warming. We'll get to how great their name choices are, though, on the Democratic left. That's why they're very successful in politics. Soulless, but they are successful in in climate change has made Al Gore worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, John Kerry, billionaire, polluting the skies, flies privately everywhere he goes. But you have a crisis at the border. They lie to your face and say it's secure, yet two to 3,000 per day are hop, skipping, jumping right on through here and becoming your neighbors and my neighbors and uh, transported all over the country. New York is getting uh, flooding. I say, how sick is this? Taking Texas and Arizona illegal immigrants, busing them, flying them, getting them to New York, dispersing them in New York City. Obviously, those immigrants shouldn't be here. Obviously, they should never be able to make their way to New York City. They they have no business being there either. They can't fit it anymore in Texas, Arizona, your border states. Can't do it. That's a crisis. That is a national emergency. That would require United States, that should require and requires United States military at the border, like they do in North Korea, South Korea, demilitarized zone. This is an area you don't even consider crossing. We have a fentanyl crisis. We have an immigration crisis. That's just number one. What's the second one? Well, Joe Biden still has a COVID crisis. The COVID crisis is multifaceted in the idea that the people who said no to vaccine, they continue to say no to vaccine. You could bring evidence after evidence, after data, after story, after test, after this. The people who said no to the vaccine and have seen this thing played off, they will never take a government-sponsored vaccine, a big pharma-sponsored vaccine. Again, their life, fact, not fiction. Sorry, you blew it. You had one chance and you blew our trust, right? But we didn't believe you in the first place. That's why we said no. What we saw then is those that did take the one shot passed on the booster. That group is also done. Because they got COVID, it did nothing for them, and it made them feel weird afterwards. It hurt. It maybe caused some long-term fatigue. Maybe they just don't feel—we've talked about these symptoms endlessly. We've also talked to one about the ones that it just kills on the spot. You, you, bummer. You were that, you know, you know, handful of folks that we knew were going this was going to happen to, and you got the, the bad apple there. We know that there's a crisis coming in the form of— Mandates that people are rejecting, masking, vaccinating. The crisis of COVID is not even begun because they want to go back into masking. They want to go back into lockdowns. They want to go back into authoritarian style over COVID. But they know COVID does not have an indefinite lifespan. It absolutely is waning. Its life expectancy is probably not through this year. If Republicans win in November, you can mark dead on COVID. Vaccine mandates stop immediately. Joe Biden is forced out of office. Exposure on Dr. Fauci happens the same day. The NIH, all these corrupt, the FDA, the CDC, we're we're recommending millions of children get a vaccine based on less than a thousand kids in this study. Once that becomes regular public information and the side effects and the deaths and the trauma starts and we sickens us to know that day is coming. But once that information is made public, you want to talk about crises, we're living in a crisis, okay? Go beyond that. China and its ownership over America and I guess the weakening and the irrelevant state that Joe Biden wants to take American energy into, you have an inflation crisis. China owns the United States. 
So we do beg and plead for them. We can't move our factories. We can't move our shipping. We can't move all the things that we're dependent on China for. They call the shots. China is a crisis. The inflation is a crisis. That's not going away tomorrow. Fossil fuel attack, this relentless effort to get rid of one of the most unbelievable gifts of God, a somewhat limitless supply of fossil fuels and very clean burning natural gas and all these things that just come out of the earth and through technology made gas two bucks a gallon, two and a quarter. You're saving a hundred bucks a month back in, you know, just 18 months ago than you are now. The inflation crisis has been going on for some time. It's just now so profound, so loud that it's undeniable to everyone. The housing situation is a crisis. Do you understand a nothing junk apartment in an average regular city is $2,000 a month. This is for nothing. To get stuff in the under $1,000, under $1,200, this is renting, mind you. These people, most people have no prayer of ever owning a home anymore. So that's a crisis set aside. This is just the, the, the act of putting a roof over your head that has maybe an indoor toilet and some running water. You cannot find affordable housing in America and have it a job that would support it, right? Maybe you can go move to places that are very obscure and, and, and very desolate. But how are you going to even put food on the table? So maybe you're a farmer, maybe you're this or that. They want you in an urban community. They want you on mass transit. They want you basically working your ass off just to live indoors. And then the alternative is you just get a tent and live with this ever-growing, growing-by-the-day homeless community. Out-of-control homeless crisis. Out-of-control fentanyl crisis. We start at the top of the show. Joe Biden wants to make the climate a national emergency and use to the fullest extent his executive powers as they want to move forward with same-sex marriage and abortion till a month after birth. They want to go crazy at the federal level supporting all this stuff. Joe Biden has about seven or eight crises that are by definition crises you know, 3,000 people crossing your border per day, every day, month over month over month is an absolute, what's well, an invasion. Any other country would declare war on those invaders and start the acts of war. Mayorkas, this despicable activist working as a government, an unelected, mind you, confirmed by the Senate disgraceful, claims to have a secure border, defined secure. This isn't keeping out anything. These are mice or a fly infestation. Great. You caught two. Literally a hundred just got by you. Awesome. You will never stop this problem until you build the wall, put the military there and get every single one of them out with the message being, you're not welcome here. Not now. And not until America is economically prepared to handle new poor people. Right now, we've abandoned our own poor, our homeless, our drug abused. I mean, we've destroyed women and children through the Biden administration. Despicable, folks. Listen, we're just getting started. This is the Matthew Dark Show, News Talk 1100, WCGA.
The Matthew Dark Show, Saturdays at noon on WCGA. Back in, welcome in, back to it here. Of course, News Talk 1100 WCGA, The Matthew Dark Show. We thank you. If you like what you hear, let the show know. We can keep it coming that route. The Matthew Dark Show at gmail.com. If you don't like what you hear, need to know that too. The Matthew Dark Show at gmail.com. If you're Joe Biden, things aren't even getting started yet. And this is like worst case scenario. The border crises, and it is a crisis. Counties in Texas have begun to declare it as such an invasion. Could you imagine getting three or 4,000 new members of your community every day? 30, 40,000 of these suckers a month, a couple of million of these babies every year. Could you imagine living in a community that is getting trampled and run over by this, what is true, truly an invasion? I mean, I could, I, I'm so grateful that we don't live in that proximity, that we're not uh, r- truly being sold out by our own federal government who, who takes an oath, takes a vow to protect its own citizens. And here illegal aliens come over, and you, we've already talked about this, folks. My goodness, my Lord. You think there's w- not a bad apple in, in the two or three million that are going to get through here? Really? Not a single bad one left? And we know that's not true, and we know they know that's not true, and they say they don't care. Here they come anyways. They are advertising their despicable policies that used to be hidden, that used to be manipulated through word salad and a bunch of misleading answers and and always all over the place. They're not doing that anymore, folks. This is what they want to do. They want to open the border and replace you. No questions asked there. I think that's pretty obvious. Here they come, okay? Number two, they want to teach young children about sexually deviant behavior. Fact. They're into this. Thongs, transvestite, sex classes early on in school. They are telling you, hey, we're satanic. We're pedophilia. We are the lowest form of, well, we're subhuman. They were hiding all that before and doing it. Now they're out there with it and say they're coming. Okay, They're vaccinating a six-month-old. This is some really, really aggressive stuff, folks. Sex with children, on children, about children, experimental medicines in children, young children, babies, infants, newborns, fragiles, preemies that were born at, say, seven months. Well, heck, in six months from that moment, they want to start the vaccine cycle. Wouldn't even, it's, and it's still way, way behind in growth, development, and the whole thing. And they want to stick experimental poison. Folks, they're loud with it. They're telling you now, pick up on what they're saying. We're going to kill you. And you're going to love every moment of it. That's what they're saying to you out loud. And so, of course, the only way this goes away, stops, ends right there is loud and resound. And and I think it happens, folks, because they they went so extreme. I mean, so crazy. That you've got, you know, children watching uh, uh, trans shows and stripper shows and all this just this really nasty, icky behavior. You know, that pissed off even some kind of loose liberal families. I was like, whoa, we didn't have to go that far, did we? And they're saying, oh, yeah, we're just getting started. We're going to go crazier than this. We're going to start teaching kids, blah, 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 blah. You name it. There is no pits they can't reach. And so the most people have probably been never, never been more turned off by a party's theme 
than what you see, this collection of themes that now represent the hysterical. Now, mind you, this is old Joe Biden being run by this hysterical group. And of course, AOCs are in there. The squad members are in there. Their core group, their their ideal fan, again, is anti-children. I mean, F children. Abort them, vaccinate them, uh, sex slave them, whatever their get rid of them. That's their message to children, right? Their message to United States citizens is your time is up because we've opened this border and you give them about a generation to two and they've replaced you. Number two, okay? They are moving in an aggressive mannered way. Now to adults that we haven't had a chance to get at yet, that's where we vaccinate them to death. May the strong survive. May the best make it through to you know, an apocalyptic moment in time where maybe you can free yourself. But I don't see if they were to remain in power, how do they let up, take their foot off the gas at all in these crazy far-reaching policies? They must be stopped, folks. And get over yourself. If you're on the fence with this group, do you think do you think you could survive $5 a, gas, a gallon for like six more years from now? I know you can't. We've talked on this show. You, you will most people that support this green movement, uh, climate change, climate heroes, you know, COVID warriors, mask endlessly. That group simply can't afford to live as a liberal that they have on TV. That you see Anderson Cooper. That all of our elites are super, are mega wealthy. All this type. You couldn't afford to live in a society like this. Watch how crazy this is, folks, after they've conjured, tricked you all into electric cars. Our our wealthy will be the only ones that can even have a gas car. They've taken your gun because you didn't say anything. They've aborted everything that even resembles a baby because didn't say anything. You can see the consequences. They don't put. The, they don't take their foot off the gas at all. They get harder. They push crazier. They say this is the moment we change it for all. We can make America literally a third world country, and then what? Rebuild it with the best melting pot we can come up with. Rebuild it with transvestite as sort of the leading reproductive plan. Proceed with this idea that men can have a baby. Proceed with this idea that sex change is totally normal, totally good, and that you should educate yourself on pronouns and stuff. They go harder. They push further than you'd ever. If you think they're extreme now, let them get keep power in the fall. You'll never see anything like it. You'll never make it either. You'll never survive it. Medically, spiritually, emotionally, what they'll do to your children at school, make you go crazy. You'll have to pull them out. Question to you, Matthew, and everyone out there listening. How do we determine who is going to look after our best interests after we elect them to power? How can we be sure that those on the right won't do some egregious, sneaky, horrible things like the left is going to do? How can we determine that? Because the right is just as capable of committing atrocities as much as the left is. So what kind of way can we come up with to determine that there will be some kind of repercussion for the actions of elected officials? Because they're easily able to get away with all this stuff. And I also believe that the right could do something 
as bad as the left if we don't do what we can to make sure that there's checks and balances in their realm as well. I think that checks and balances also need checks and balances because you cannot have enough checks and balances for human greed. We will always find a way to get around the rules. That's what we do. So how do we mitigate that as much as possible from the left or the right or whatever party? Even though I don't believe that we should be divided into political parties anyway. What they'll do to your body medically vaccination twice a year for the rest of your life with stuff that's literally now obvious. Pfizer knows it. They all know it. This stuff is junk. Never was any good. The government was already in on it. They said, roll with it. I know it's killing people. I know it's not making it past the animal clinical trials. Uh, Keep proceed. Go, go, go. Keep going, Pfizer. We support you. This is U.S. government. Shame on every single entity involved in that. What brought us now Pfizer's vaccine, the killer of all. If you see a young person drop dead, if you see a famous person drop dead unexpectedly in their 60s or their teens or their, was it the vaccine or was it fentanyl? It's really simple right now. It's easy that way. It's easy that way uh, right now because it just, it, Coincidences don't happen. Uh, acute deaths don't just happen. They'd like it to. They've given warning to. They've given new SIDS, sudden de- infant death syndrome, I, I guess, precautions. Why would you do that? Oh, because you're now injecting six months. Of- I saw an absolutely stunning release from a daycare that would require your child. Now, this is crazy. This was released. This was their liability form release. You must do is it was a SIDS updated form. But this daycare actually went in and stated as such that if you get your child vaccinated, you must keep it home for one week before bringing it back. So there, if there is an acute death, it's on your watch, not ours. Right. And then you had to sign this updated waiver that suggested SIDS is a potential outcome with with um, with, with having your child just breathing, I guess. And so it's not our fault sign here. But that coincided, obviously, with the most despicable act on humanity ever. Uh, it, ever. And I'm sorry, ever. This makes Nazi Germany look like a freaking laser tag game. Just, you're injecting six-month-olds. Uh, I'd love for you to email me the show if you can get a hold of doctors that you know of that are are recommending or actually vaccinating six months and up, if you can get me their name, we can take it from there. One of our missions is to be reporting and, and, and sort of follow up on that reporting, reporting in the form of a board complaint, in the form of a doctor that would stick this stuff in a child at six months of age. That's not a doctor, folks. That's a, that's a serial killer. And we would come after them with, with incredible vengeance and you know, and I, I use vengeance sort of carefully. You got to take somebody like that out of practice. If a doctor who takes an oath to do no harm is willing to inject a six-month-old, that's not a person you want to share a bench with. That's not a person you want to get on a bus with. Let alone have them treat your children, uh, be your children's physician. So please, if you've got a name of that physician, get it to the show, the Matthew Dark Show at gmail.com. We'll take it from there. I would love to have that be sort of a mission. Um, that we root out every single maniac monster medical person that would say, yes, get that six-month-old vaccinated, wait two months, and finish the series. The goal is to have that six-month-old vaccinated three times, folks, 
within the first two months of beginning. So by eight months old, that kid will have had three vaccines. We don't know how, when babies start dropping dead, ball game changes and that day is coming and our hearts mourn for that. This is going to be some sad, sad times. Halfway through, folks, don't go anywhere. Come on back. Matthew Dark Show, News Talk All right, folks, welcome back and welcome back aboard again. Another beautiful Saturday to you. Dan the Man Lane with us, Tarek John with us, Matthew Dark Show, News Talk 1100. Zipping along all these topics here that are, here's what I want to do is, is, you know, the the Venn diagram, you know, the circles where there's some overlapping in, where there's this commonality where they overlap. That's what I'm really, that's what my my next layer of hope is. And and I want to tell you this trans story. And then we'll probably finish with some free ball in the market, free ball in some this, and who knows. But this this trans story that I had, and, and, and I actually look at it as a very positive experience in my life. Because believe it or not, I am not in that community very often. I am not seeking it out. I am in many cases, at a minimum, ignorant to it. But in many cases, there's a little bit of repul- a repulsion uh, in some capacity. Okay? That's just being directly I honest. I would say the same because it's just change, not everybody's cup of tea, right? change is seldomly accepted easily yeah and things that are different from us are typically naturally not accepted as easily and i try to accept do those you think there is the, is that really what's behind this is that it's more people are really into that stuff it's just it's never been easy to walk into homosexuality or transgender lifestyle is it really they don't really think that right or is it regardless of how because i always think about this 400 years ago, there is no TV, there's no radio, there's no media, there's nothing like that, right? There's really no elections and things like that, kings and queens. And I know there was probably homosexuals back then in some capacity. Thousands of years ago. Thousands Greeks, of years ago. Romans. you have. Okay, so we, we know we have that back there. But I would imagine the, the percentage of them are is still pretty low. It would still be, compared to then of the population, compared to now of the population, it still represents a pretty small amount of people. Does it not that are, that are either... L, just L, just queer in general. As we spoke of uh, in the latest study, about one in 10 people in America would identify themselves within the LGBTQ community. And yet, again, as we That's have spoke crazy. of- What does that observe, mean? When we observe that as a percentage of the same theory taken from baby boomers or Generation X, or when we think of the different mindsets that would have existed 3,000 years ago in Greece, that there wasn't accountability for the powerful at that time. It wasn't a stigma or a social struggle, and so there's probably next to nothing written about it, no information that would be passed on. They're from pretty that closeted, time. you think, back then? It's difficult to say closeted. It just wasn't a So, so what evolved in human beings to become more what trans? I could, what I could say is that in the 90s, 
when I was in school, there was far less acceptance of that standard. I would believe or that lifestyle or being that as a person, tough to say lifestyle. Yeah. I would hope that we've gotten to the point to understand that a trans person believes they're a different gender, a homosexual. Can I ask a super hard question? And that it's not a just belief. It's I suppose who they are and I am not in their brain. And so I cannot say from the outside whether it is or is not who they are. And I'm not going to devolve to sinister sentiments about their choices. Do you believe that there is any aspect? And I'm glad you just said that last part. How how much? I mean, let's not let's not let's not beat around the bush. How much of mental illness or, or, or trauma? is is behind these changes meaning if you're 18 years old or 13 years old isn't that a fascinating question though because it seems like to me since we can't say or rule it out doesn't mental help mental health awareness mental health assessment have to be fully explored before we start doing life changing things to to five-year-olds mind you in florida what they're mad about disney and these they are mad because they are going to disallow the teaching of all things queer to five, six, seven, and eight-year-olds. That is infuriating the left. How can that be? The preface of that is that- Don't say gay bill. There was only critical race theory teaching in law degree schools around America. That concept was transitioned as a way to separate into the mindsets of what is being taught in schools as if it's happening. And in reality, it's like a problem that doesn't exist that someone has created a solution for. We've seen that many times. Sure. Now, my struggle is that I understand since I've studied 3000 years of human history, Mm -hmm. that the powerful right history, that the sentiment of society is only as strong as the sentiments that are regurgitated over and over again. Trump knew this. He knew that he could say something over and over again, even if it wasn't true. And as many times as he said it, every time he said it more than the last, it became closer to truth in the minds of humans. But the left's doing the same thing. Russia, Russia, Russia. 100%. It's It's the same. It's very profitable for that. But what I do want to say about Russia is that we've seen that the intentions of Russia were wrong. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that they were in bed with Donald Trump, of course. But to suggest that Russia liked Donald Trump better than Hillary Clinton, that has nothing to do with Donald Very few people, and America spoke too, all I mean, over the country. We know, they rejected her twice. We know Putin hated Hillary Clinton. He's Fair. made that clear. And we know that Putin didn't exactly hate Donald Trump. That's fine. And but I don't want to say Donald Trump, if you're justified. a guy's guy, a dude's dude, or, or an old-fashioned guy, or he doesn't who, offend you at all. It's more this newer group of folks that he's really someone, riled up. I would say that Donald Trump had the right approach. It would have been better for us to work with Russia to like the yes. reset button Hillary Clinton gave Lavrov. That was disgraceful. To find whether it was or wasn't, I wouldn't argue wasn't that effective, point. Wasn't effective, of course. It wasn't here effective, we are, right? Um, and regardless of whether she gave that, it didn't change the sentiment Putin had towards her or the administration that existed at that time. Even no, if they that wanted was nothing to changes. Putin will just respect somebody and maybe not mess with them. But his vision is Russia is the most dominant, and of it's the a twenty-five year pro- process yeah. that he's been at, and it didn't matter who was the president during those times. Correct. He's going to his move on his plan. Been, That's he's fair. A, 
exceptional chess player from what I understand. Okay, but why on the way, and he probably is, he's a, he rides that stallion, right? Okay, he's got, he, he's one of the wealthy, he's, he's thought the of as the wealthiest person the in the world. No question. Now, so that's hard to respect, right? You know, that he's been a president for a country and how did he get it all that wealth? That's on what you respect. the blood. Trump respected people who were powerful, had control over their yeah. circumstance. And I don't think he respected, I don't wanted. think Trump respected George Soros and he's very wealthy. I don't think, I think you can be a piece of crap human being with a ton of money and say, I don't want anything to do with that. Jeffrey Epstein became that guy. You know, once his friend, his network started to crumple, once the indictment. And so, yeah, okay, you're going to use rich people because let's face it, it's a money game. I have to say with George Soros, I don't know enough about George Soros to say that any of his intentions have been sinister in any way or positive. I, I don't have I that. I can assure you they Soros. are not in Americans' best interest. That I can assure you because he's responsible for, remember the poor couple, remember the Black Lives Matter, the, 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 the disgraceful destruction. And I remember you know, the Tea Party created by the Koch brothers and the Freedom Network. I mean, I remember now, that. Now, Kochs are rhinos. Kochs are just as bad. I would put them in the same boat as some of the most vicious people in need, all of history. I don't want to categorize them into a category. I just want to say that they can pull well, a Well, they're not pro of, free Freedom first. They're not pro-American right right first. They're not servants to the people. That's what I think of of as a rhino. Well, it matters matters greatly. They could put a hundred people with three hundred million dollars each together, and a hundred people sway the direction of America for ten years. Sixty-one votes. Uh, Senate uh, House of Representative members in 2010 swayed by Tea Party movements against a concept, the ACA, that America would move towards and love in the end, but could be. Uh, People are repulsed by the ACA. More than sixty percent of America follows the ACA with They don't have a choice. Or they thought they weren't. Trump took away that, remember, gun to your head, you're going to pay this fine or get health insurance. That was trash. And no, you know, is it trash for the car insurance system? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It protects others from each other. Other than the fact that it's, 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 I don't know, seven, eight times more expensive because you have total monopolistic behavior in health insurance where you have like one or two payers in each state. Okay, well, and yet that wasn't created by Obama. Oh, yes, it was them. the nature of that. And it allowed that collusion. Think about it. Everybody on the planet's got to have your product. Oh, you're going to figure out a way to maximize that and get everybody. Every civilized country on earth preaches that their healthcare system is exceptional. Republicans in America use the Canadian system as a system to push against nationalized healthcare, even though the Canadians would look at them and say, Yes, it takes time for us to get our surgery. My my father in law waited seven. You never weeks would go to Canada to get to his go shoulder get surgery. A lifesaver. You never would. Uh, my father in law will wait seven weeks for his shoulder shoulder surgery on the right, and thirteen on the other. And he's in America, and yet he has relatively good coverage. And yet society will pay for his shoulder surgeries right. far more than he has ever. This is his ninth shoulder surgery. Yeah. He will never in his life contribute to the healthcare system enough to pay for those. And yet he will say that there should not be socialized medicine, even though he has taken more from the system than he put in. Do you know how much the these ICU system. stays for COVID have been? Dude, cha, my wife showed cha, up to the health. Ching. My wife showed up to the emergency room with a back and 14 when we're grand back, to walk in the we'll front door. We'll get to the wife. It's News Talk 1100. We got one segment left, folks. Don't go anywhere. Matthew Darcho. The 
The Matthew Dark Show, Saturdays at noon on WCGA. It's more than just a talk show. It's an experience. For this last segment, I wanted to leave off with something just a little lighter. It was from last year's Christmas episode. And obviously, that's one of the greatest times of the year. And it also was a reminder for us to not skimp out on healthy activity. Sure, enjoy the holidays, but remember, folks, we do need to look after our health. That's another reason why I love this show is because it's not just about current events and things like that. It's about health, too. Health is very important, ladies and gentlemen. And still enjoying this most wonderful Merry Christmas to you folks, wherever you are listening. Matthew Dark Show, News Talk 1100 WCGA. Uh, last segment here with you. We do have an interesting little piece on vitamin K here we'll talk about too. Just uh, By the way, CNN and the perverts, holy cow. The producer, the sex offending, uh, going to federal prison, hopefully for a long, long, long time and really bad stuff. Uh, what a disgusting network though. And if that's, you know, if you can't see that though, you don't want to see things um, that are bad out there. But looking here at, at a nutrient that is often overlooked when it comes to optimal health, this nutrient is critical for cardiovascular health, strong bones, healthy skin, and even brain health. In the early 1900s, Dr. Weston A. Price, a dentist and nutritional researcher, called this nutrient Activator X, attributing its benefits to both oral and cardiovascular health. He believed this was the, a missing nutrient in modern diets, which could explain modern diseases such as cavities. This nutrient has become known as vitamin K. Dr. Price, along with the Nobel Prize winner Carl Peter Henrik Damm, made the first discovery of vitamin K's unique chemical structure. There are several forms of vitamin K, from K1, MK4, and even K3, which is a toxic synthetic version that has been banned by the FDA for human consumption. K1 is the form that is found in plants such as leafy greens, spinach, kale, broccoli. Those are all good to go. This is the form more closely associated with blood clotting function. K2 and MK4 are the forms found in both animal foods and fermented foods. It is also the form studied for its cardiovascular benefits. Most people only think of blood clotting when they think of vitamin K, or it may be in your vitamin D supplement, but you're not sure why. The K in vitamin K comes from the German word coagulation for its for its original observed function of supporting clotting of the blood. It was later discovered that K, specifically K2, is required for activating the bone building process. A balance between D and K2 is needed for healthy bones, which is why many vitamin D supplements also can continue to carry vitamin K too. In a large study in the Netherlands, vitamin K2 intake was associated with lower calcification in the arteries and lower rates of heart disease. Vitamin K2 helps the body distribute calcium in the appropriate locations, such as the bone and teeth, preventing it from collecting in the soft tissues like the arteries. Vitamin K2, interestingly, may play a role in reducing prostate cancer risk. A study by the European Perspective Investigation into Cancer and Nutrition in 2008 showed that intake of vitamin K2, not K1 from plants, was associated with lower risk of prostate cancer. Like many nutrients, vitamin K was discovered by identifying deficiency or disease states. Researchers like Dr. Weston A. Price observed that populations that consumed adequate amounts of vitamin K or activator X were less likely to develop osteoporosis, heart, heart disease, and dental cavities. Why are modern diets deficient in vitamin K? 
Many argue that we should eat more greens and vegetables in order to increase vitamin K. However, this only gives us K1. We then must be able to add efficiently convert this K1 into a more active form, K2. Some of this conversion is made by our bacteria in the large intestine, requiring a healthy microbiome. So you got to have that or you're not getting this, or at least working towards that. This, pro this process of conversion is often slow and compromised in humans, whereas animals make this conversion quite readily. When modern-day diets begin removing organ meats, butter, and even fermented foods, this eventually creates a deficiency in K2. K2 is abundant in foods like liver, butter, cheese, egg, or egg yolks, duck fat, lard, and natto, which is a fermented soy dish. Uh, natto, excuse me. While these foods are slowly making a comeback, and this is not to encourage this eating today, folks. Enjoy your meals still. There were decades of this in the 1900s where we were told to avoid these foods due to erroneous conclusions. Yeah, I love this stuff. And they used to say don't breastfeed either. Give them formula. But erroneous conclusions on cholesterol. Our modern lifestyle also includes an overuse of antibiotics, which can deplete the bacteria responsible for producing K2. So this holiday season, don't skip that liver pate or duck confit. Ooh, now duck confit. Uh, if you're trying to support bone, brain, and heart health, make 2022 truly holistic by adopting a nose-to-tail diet, which includes organ meats and bone broths. Are you still eating egg whites and tossing the yolks? Those yolks not only contain K2, but many brain-supportive nutrients. You can even check out paleo versions of eggnog that include pasture-raised eggs and dairy and enjoy a few cups over the holiday. Mm, it does sound nice. Without getting the stink eye from Health Nut, ladies. Health Nut Karen, as it should be. We challenge you to think about your diet, not in terms of calories, but in terms of nutrient density. Are the foods you're consuming meeting your vitamin K needs? We challenge you to think, think about this while making your next shopping list or meal plan and begin adding these foods back in. All right, well, so as you're going, your marching orders, of course, email the show, thematthewdarkshow.gmail.com. You can get these recipes. You can get some of this content from the show. It's no problem, Jenny. You get you set up with the newslettering. But we thank her. That's Jenny Olson, her nutritional piece. So those are something you can do here for the holidays. But something to think about. I mean, this is planning. It's taking a little time for 2022 before we have to really now put in the New Year's resolution. And mine is going to include more mindful eating, more nutrient-based. So the head-to-tail thing is tough. The head-to-thing, the, the liver, I'll tell you what, I, we slip it into a taco dish, a chili dish, goes into a spaghetti, and it's fine. You just cook it right in there with the other stuff and the seasoning. The pate stuff, I'll be honest with you, I'll probably be underwhelming at best on meeting any quotas for the week on there. But uh, you can do it, folks. I know you can do it. I did it. We do it. Uh, patients are doing it. Everybody's loving it. Of course, rootsmedical.net, show sponsor, covidcarenow.net, show sponsor, covidcarenow.com as well on those. And of course, this is, folks, holiday planning. We are celebratory mood. We are celebratory that you're in each other's homes and having a wonderful, wonderful, maskless, no vaccine passport holiday, Christmas day, which is my favorite. I mean, come on, you got to be a little satanic if you don't love Christmas day, right? But uh, there are those who despise Christmas and this is a attack on them and this is a hate. And how did we, how are we going to make them pay? Ah, we finally got it. COVID-19 will shut down their churches. We'll tell them they can't have their friends over. Shun the unvaccinated. Shun them all. Uh, even though it's a vaccinated that's spreading it, we need to cover it. Oh my gosh, it's so sad, folks. So we broke through those chains. We've, we've, we've gone out where you go to grandmother's house or have grandmother over. You're meeting friends. You're dropping off a pie, whatever you're doing. Those are all normal activities and bless you for doing them. 
And Joe Biden totally misspoke when he thought he had the right to deny that. I mean, he was willing to deny you all the way back to things, uh, 4th of July barbecue. He was really going to take that. We are lucky we're getting Christmas in his eyes. And Jin Psaki believes he's, the president saved Christmas. He got the shipping going. And, of course, Pete Buttigieg got off of his seven-month paternity leave. And that's a, for, a, for a gentleman to take two months off, I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. Uh, with his resources and his wealth and his connections and to him to lap that up, two men married, adopting children, and then lapping up every day of two months' worth of paternity leave, that's disgraceful as there was the shipping fiasco. And, you know, and of course, everybody said, this is going to be, there's no, no toys on the shelves. And that's really not the thing. I mean, it's really not, yeah, we'll get the toys figured out. Some, but it's this rapid cost rising, inefficiencies all over for really people's new life, which their new life is this, is they stay at home, they order out, order in, Uber Eats brings it to them. They watch Netflix. They, they log in and Zoom for their job. And that's totally changing society. So then you wonder, well, how, why am I still paying three fifty a gallon gas if everybody's working at home? Still very busy out there. They they've caught everybody, and now the prices because of these supplies, cars, new cars, used cars now worth more than regular cars are are going up in value. Used cars that doesn't make it. It never happens ever. You need a sixty six Corvette for thirty years, fifty years before it goes up and does this kind of stuff. Now regular cars are flip them and make a profit. Three years later, you can't get them. They squeezed it, raise the price, squeeze the consumer, make them pay. As COVID loosens up, they'll make a few more cars, but they get light, they get awful used to these high prices, folks. Rarely once prices spike, do they return. Not any time quickly, not as quickly as they got there. I know that. And so we're feeling it. Now, now Christmas is one of those days where you kind of you kind of splurge, you kind of let it all ride. You get the credit card out a little bit, you, you, you have a little bit. It's just going to be a bigger credit card debt starting January this time men were used to. They, across the board, it just costs more to live in society. And a lot of that is on purpose. It affects our elite, none. But we're consistently raising the property and asset values of our elites, us little guys like myself, that are just paying up at the pump, paying up at the store, paying up at the market, paying up at everything you do, the house, the stocks, whatever. That just feeds our rich. And they got such a head start, of course you're not catching them. Of course you're not doing it. But that's okay. It's Christmas Day. They can't take that away, right? So you've got the, the the chestnuts have been rusting, okay? You've got eggnog going, okay? You've got presents opened. You're having a hoot, having a blast, having a wonderful life is on. A Christmas story is on. Christmas carol is on. Uh, and you're enjoying it. And that's my favorite day of the year, your favorite day of the year, wherever you be. We just thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us on this day. We also had a show on September the 11th on these. Very, it was actually our very first show. And and so obviously here we're landing on the Saturday event. So you get the Friday, maybe in the Sunday or the Monday off. So hopefully everybody does get some extended time off from work. This is one of those things. Certainly where we employ, we make it a point that people get time off at this time. I was in restaurants and bless their hearts at the restaurant level. They don't get anywhere near the time off when we're all hanging out, having a hoot having a good time. They're serving us. So I say maybe tack a couple of bucks on for those servers if you're out and about, if you're getting service from others that are working holidays to make your holidays great. I think it's worth it for them to uh, maybe find a couple of bucks in there. Folks, there's so much to be grateful for. We celebrate Christmas Day with you on the always comfy confines, the always hospitable confines. News Talk 1100 WCGA, folks. Serve God, help others, stay good. Merry Christmas. Good night.